0: Welcome back. That's insane. That's insane. Locker Room Ladies Season 3. Let's get after it. Let's get after hey, it. We have big things coming in
1: 2023. Hey, my name's Maddie. My is Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go, Kane's.
0: Before we get into our regularly scheduled programming... We have to talk about what happened in the Mets game this week. So I think it was the sixth or seventh inning. Basically, Louis Guillaume gets up to the plate and executes the most perfect bunt I've ever seen in a baseball game. I'm talking it goes right down the third baseline to the point where it's literally rolling parallel to the foul line and stops completely fair. Incredible jaw-dropping play. Then... Two batters later, Nito gets up, and he kind of swings. So it's not only a full bunt, but it it wasn't a very hard swing. Essentially hits the ball to the exact same spot, and it does the same thing again in the same inning, in the same game. Unbelievable. I'm showing Charlotte the video right now, and she's going to react for you guys live.
1: Okay, I'm Watching. that is cute. Ooh. Wow. That was pretty sad. It was kind of like those, um, like carpet cleaning videos. (laughs) It was like satisfying. Like it was just kind of satisfying to watch that. Although I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or not. I don't love bunting as a baseball fan. I want to see the home run derby. (sighs) Okay. Like just swing. Okay. uh, Fair. If you're going to bunt, it should look like this. I like a bun if my
0: team does it successfully, but if the other team runs successfully (laughs) against my team, I hate it.
1: we've talked about this on the podcast before how baseball has turned into the home run derby so maybe it is a little refreshing to see something different it's
0: kind of fun I, I i actually love a bun i i whenever i was a kid and i discovered that you could bun and you didn't actually have to like do a full swing you could just put the ball in play i <laughs> thought that was like revolutionary to me as i was the a, queen of the buns the wiffle ball player in the backyard i really did think that was revolutionary rule <laughs> i do love bunt cake that's fair. Nothing bun no, cake. Nothing bun kink. Okay, now watch Nito get up to the second video. Can you believe it? Can we give it up for the grounds crew? Yeah, right? What did they do? What are they?
1: Did he, he like swung at this one. Yeah, that this wasn't was... technically a bun. That was just like a Aww. perfect hit. Aw, the April Mets bunting. That is adorable. Stop <laughs> the
0: April Mets.
1: And on that note, welcome Back to Locker Room, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Charlotte, and we hope you guys enjoyed that cute little intro. Maybe we should start doing that, watching a little video and reacting. I like it. We can alternate. I'll give you one next week, (laughs) and you can react to it, and then we'll go back and forth. Maybe that's a thing. Is that your favorite bund? Um, My favorite v- bun is the red velvet bun cake that I got for my birthday. Oh, my God. I actually was going to be so <laughs> impressed if you actually had
0: like a real favorite bun. I thought you were going to be like Derek Jeter, 2007. No, I just
1: gave you a cake. <laughs> but all right, that could be my favorite bun. I'm fine with that. Was that a dad joke? My bun it was a little bun? bit. It was okay. Welcome back, though, and thank you so much for joining us on this April thirteenth, and it's a very special episode of Locker Room Ladies, and you know.
0: Can I just give a birthday shout-out to my friend Val?
1: Yes. (laughs) Her
0: birthday. We're recording this on Tuesday, April 11th, and this is Val's birthday, who's one of my best friends. So I just want to give her a little shout-out. Go Canes. Follow Miami Hurricane. Hope you have a great day. Or hope you had a great day because this is going to be coming out on Thursday.
1: Love you. Yes, we love Val. Happy birthday, Val. Um, that's actually what I was going to say. That's why this is such a special day, (laughs) (laughs) um, but it's, it's Val's birthday. And it's also, we are going to be celebrating Jackie Robinson day this weekend. And we love Jackie Robinson day here on the locker room ladies podcast. And we're going to talk a little bit about how incredible this man was. And we're going to talk about the woman who was behind it all. So let's get right into it. Maddie. I love this, Charlotte. So something that I love about
0: Jackie Robinson Day is just the unity that it brings to the league because obviously it started because there was literally the opposite of unity in our country and in the in the league. And, and Jackie Robinson was a huge part of changing that. And, it, and obviously he, he didn't have unity by the time he was even finished with his career. But I think the symbolism of having every single player wear the number 42 altogether. Like I'm getting chills even thinking about it because I just think it's such a special moment for the sport and just for what that means because it's so much bigger than just honoring a player. It's honoring what he meant for the sport and what he meant for our country and for society. Like he really did so much by conquering all of those obstacles that he had to face to even get to where he was to be able to play on that team. To break the race barrier in baseball, I mean, is just such a momentous accomplishment. And I mean, at the at the end of the day, he just wanted to play baseball, and it shouldn't have mattered what color skin he had. And and that's right. It shouldn't have been a momentous occasion, but it was. But it was. And and I think that the thing that makes it so special is now. Obviously, we've come so far. There are people from all backgrounds and all races and all different parts of the world. And I mean, we saw that in the World Baseball Classic. We celebrated the different places that everyone in this amazing sport comes from and, and the different cultures. But it was not that long ago that there were people that were literally fighting to just be allowed to be in the same room as some of the other baseball players. So the fact that Jackie Robinson was able to change the game for so many future generations, I love the unity of just watching every single player have the same number just for one night. I think it's so special. It doesn't special. happen.
1: It doesn't happen in any other sport. It's so unique. It's so And unique. it's so special. Yeah. I mean, I do you, love that. you see it like you'll see
0: I think they they did honor Hank Aaron in a similar way. I think it was maybe during the All Star Game they did forty four for for yes. Hank Aaron. Yes. And and they'll do for, of course, for Roberto Clemente. I think around the time whenever they announced the nominees for the Clemente Award, they have the nominees and also the Puerto Rican players wear the number twenty one. I do. I'm I'm obviously biased because of my love of Roberto Clemente and growing up in Pittsburgh, where he is just such a hero. And I mean, I really think he's also a hero for um, people of Hispanic heritage in baseball and just in general Absolutely. in this country and, and also just a, a philanthropist hero because he literally – lost his life, giving back to others. So I I do hope that one day 21 will also be retired league wide. But the fact that 42 is, is obviously so important and so symbolic and it means so much. And I also just think the fact that you look at the number 42, no matter what team you grew up rooting for, no matter what color the shirt is, you see someone wearing a 42 shirt You know
1: that that's for Jackie Robinson and what that means. I think blue, too. Like, I see the color blue with the number 42. But, you know, I feel like this is so special for baseball. And this is the beauty of baseball. Nothing but baseball. I think that's the episode name, Maddie. Nothing (laughs) Nothing but but baseball. (sighs) Instead of nothing but Kate, we should trademark that. But
0: I also just think it's special because I think of the young kids that may not know... What that means Yeah. and the fact mm-hmm. that it opens it up to ask that question, like, oh, hey, hey, mom, hey, dad, like, we don't have a number forty two on our team, like, why, why are they wearing forty two? I, I just love that it right. opens up that conversation, and every single year, it's a reminder that hey, this wasn't that long ago. This was nineteen forty seven. We're not even a hundred years away from when he literally had to fight for human rights because of the color of his skin, which is literally sickening and disgusting and obviously and so wrong and so not okay. But it is so important to remember that and remember that, hey, we have come very far from that day, but there's still work to do. And that wasn't that long ago. So I think that reminding people that this did happen and this was a part of our history and he changed the game and he's the reason that doesn't matter where you come from or what your skin color is. Anyone, any kid that wants to pick up a ball and a bat and put a glove on can and has Mm -hmm. a chance to play in the MLB. And I think that that's pretty amazing. Exactly.
1: And there was a woman behind it all, as there always is. (laughs) And we're going to honor her here today as the Locker Room Lady of the Week, Rachel Robinson. She is not only the widow of Jackie Robinson, she is so much more than just that she actually turned 100 last year around the time of the all-star game and if you guys remember last year we were talking about this and they were honoring Jackie Robinson at that game and it was her birthday and it was her hundredth birthday which is such a milestone she met it's it's a little love story so we're gonna get a little lovey-dovey she met Jackie Robinson in 1941 (laughs) before he left UCLA where he was playing when his eligibility ran out. Um, They didn't have the extra COVID year back then. So (laughs) Um, she graduated in 1945 with a degree in nursing and they were married the following year the year before Jackie Robinson, broke that race barrier in baseball and became the first black Major League Baseball player. And they had three kids together, Jackie Jr., Sharon, and David. And after Jackie Robinson's retirement, this is what's so cool about Rachel. After his retirement, she went back to school and got her master's in psychiatric nursing and went on to have an incredible long career as a psychiatric nurse at various different medical centers. And she was a professor. And that just speaks to this woman. She put herself aside so that he could have his career and she could raise those children. I mean, it's the tale as old as time when you're talking about a coach's wife's, uh, a coach's wife, an athlete's wife, and she did it. And she's just fabulous. We love Rachel Robinson. And not only what did she put herself
0: aside, but she also got thrown into the spotlight. Obviously, Jackie Robinson is, is a household name at this point. But back then, I mean, it was definitely not an easy road for either of them. It mean, wasn't claps and cheers. I mean, he was getting yeah. a lot of hate from people that were sitting next to him on the bench. He was not welcomed with open arms and it wasn't a well-received thing at the time I mean now we're celebrating it and that's amazing and we should be celebrating it and it's something that's that is incredible and not even incredible it's just something that's a basic human right and it shouldn't even have to be this there shouldn't have had to be breaking that race barrier but at that time not everyone was excited about this and and he he wasn't going into it it wasn't an easy thing for him to get in that dugout every game and
1: play and And that's why it's so incredible what he did. So incredible, and I'm thinking about this now. I just quickly pulled up a History Channel article on uh, the life of Jackie Robinson, and I'm skimming through it. And think about this. You travel all over the country when you're a baseball player, when you're an athlete. Right. There were places that he would go to where they wouldn't allow him to be in the same hotel or restaurants as his teammates when they were playing in southern states. Think about that. Like, could you imagine you're with your – Think you're on a work trip and you're with your colleagues. You're in a place you've never been. You don't know who, what's going on, but you, ne- you know you got to go to work tomorrow and you can't even be in the same restaurant and have the same meal as, you know, Joe Schmo from accounting.
0: I think that's just so horrific that it wasn't even that long ago that people were dealing with that and that human beings are being treated like that, like just based on something it's so- sad so irrelevant as as the color of someone's right? skin. I think that's just, that's awful. Dealing with the discrimination that he felt, even once he was allowed to play the game, he definitely was not treated like he was the same as everyone else. So I would imagine that it would be so important to come home to a strong support system and have someone that's there supporting so you and giving you the will to continue. Because I mean, at any point for him, I'm sure it would have been easy to say like, hey, I don't like getting spit at. And not so being true. able to to stay at the same hotel as my teammates, like this isn't worth it. And any, any point he could have and maybe today would look a lot different. But the fact that Jackie Robinson fought to do what he deserved to do all along because he was good enough to play in the major leagues and he deserved to play there – is incredible. And I, I think I'm sure that Rachel Robinson was a big part of keeping him going and motivating him to to do what, what they both knew was the right thing. So uh, I think it's it's really admirable that she was able to withstand all of that. And she's obviously lived a wonderful long life and she's still thriving at 100 years old. So I think it's incredible to to also just be thrown into that and be able to come out stronger for it.
1: Yeah. And I mean, this is a woman who has received countless awards and honors. One that's worth mentioning is the UCLA Award, which is their highest honor for somebody who's reached the pinnacle of their career and has been the most successful in their career. And she received that award, which is quite the honor. She also received the Buck O'Neill Lifetime Achievement Award from the National Baseball Hall of Fame. So she's very much involved in the sport of baseball and she does so much. She has the Jackie Robinson Foundation where she helps low income minority students uh, provide support for them so that they can go to school. She, is a fantastic example of what you should be doing in life. And we should take a page out of her book. And if you want to, you literally can because she co-authored a book on Jackie Robinson's life. So shout out to the woman behind the man who we all talk about. I love that. Absolutely. Shout out to Rachel Robinson and Jackie Robinson as we enter this Jackie Robinson day.
0: Well, with that, Charlotte, let's take a quick Break, and then we'll talk a little bit more about this baseball season.
1: Welcome back. Thanks for hanging in. All right, guys, we are going to talk baseball again. (laughs) Keep talking baseball. We're going to keep talking (laughs) baseball. Nothing but baseball. baseball. Nothing 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 but baseball. baseball. Maddie, we have to discuss – okay, you guys are going to be shocked it's not the obvious Yankee banter. We'll talk oh. a little – we talked a little Mets in the beginning, but this time we're talking about the White Sox. <laughs> and the Pirates. It? And the Pirates. I know I didn't want to – you know, we've talked about it is, Pirates. It's a Pittsburgh time. team, so, you know, yeah. that's still kind of on brand. So we need to get into what happened on I – think, I think it was Masters Sunday. What happened in this Pittsburgh Pirates game? With O'Neal, Cruz, and Sebby Zavala, so I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even consider
0: it's not really controversial. It's just like kind of tragic and, and just upsetting it's as a worthy baseball of fan. Discourse. Yes. it's worthy
1: of discourse. Okay,
0: you always hate to see anyone get injured, ever. Yes, and yes. It's always tough as a fan watching a player get hurt during a game. It's it's tough. I mean, we've all we've all seen some rough injuries, but just injuries in general. You never know what's good, what's going to happen and, and you don't know their status right away when you see something happen. So, there's a lot of questions, but in this case, essentially O'Neal Cruz was running from third to home and I when you watch it, he basically collides with the catcher and mm-hmm. Then is an excruciating pain laying on the ground, and it Didn't resulted in an injury. The bench is clear, the whole thing, and that's why we're talking about it. However, it seemed like if you watch the video, Charlotte and I both watched it a few times before mm-hmm. we talked about this, because my initial thought was like, was the catcher in the way? How did this happen? How did they collide? But it's almost as if he – didn't realize he was going to get thrown out. That's what my boyfriend Austin said whenever we were watching it. He said it almost looks like he didn't realize the ball was coming, like that the catcher was going to make the catch and that he wasn't planning on sliding and then just decided at the last second, like as he approached the batter's box, to kind of start a slide. And the catcher was jumping up to make the catch and was coming down right at that moment when O'Neill Cruz was kind of going into that slide and basically it resulted in a collision and yeah, an injury bad. for O'Neill Cruz is going to have him out for a couple of months.
1: Yeah, it didn't look good. It looked like when you're, and I don't mean to be insensitive to the injury to relate this to driving a car, but it's almost like when you're the somebody's coming and you're going to make a left turn and you're at an intersection and somebody's coming from the other direction and you're like can I make this left turn like do I have enough time or I'm going to wait it out you could wait it out you could make the turn if you have enough time you just have to commit to it it seemed like he didn't fully commit to this slide right and he didn't know what was going on I don't think he slid to purposely hurt somebody I don't think no, that's what was going on I didn't, I didn't think that I think at all he, Yeah, I think he was just trying to get home and be safe. I think yeah, he was just trying to score. I don't think Zavala, the catcher, knew what was going on below him. And I think it was totally an accident. Yeah. But apparently Zavala I'm sure. But he had some choice words. But think about it. In the moment. You just you just collided with someone. What the hell are you doing? Why'd you just slide? You weren't sliding. I saw you. So I could see, and then that's why the bench is cleared and Carlos Santana was like this is my teammate. I saw him say some words. I had to come out and support him. And and there is nothing I love more than the benches clearing in a baseball game. <laughs> right. So- oh, Charlotte, another, it's like also,
0: you know, when you're walking in the hallway or I don't know why I said hallway. I feel like I'm not really (laughs) in hallways that often when you're walking anywhere, like even on the street and someone is coming towards you and there's not enough space for both of you. Yes. It's like, which way are they going to go? You're coming straight on and it's like, am I going to go left? Is he going to go left? And you kind of have that like weird, like shimmy eye contact with the other person, like which way are they going to go? And then if if you do end up bumping (laughs) into them, it's so awkward. That's almost what it looks like. Especially if they have a dog with them and, (laughs) you're sitting there you're like there's there's also a dog involved here yeah so. and it's just that awkward like oh and then i picked the wrong way if we went the same yeah. way it's just and then awkward. you're doing the, ah, ah. Yeah. and then you're both agreeing this is awkward picture yeah. that really sped up with two coordinated professional athletes in the
1: middle of a play <laughs> in the middle of a game
0: that's Wait, what it was like
1: <laughs> didn't something so uncoordinated happen with the pirates last year what the hell was Throw it, it. Of course, they're. <laughs> Speaking of tail as old as time, the oh, I don't want to talk about it. it. This is a tragedy. <laughs> this was a
0: tragic incident. Actually, actually, I hate to talk about it, Charlotte, but you are right. It actually, it was kind of a similar thing where it was like the guy was like trapped in between the baseline, <laughs> like run down, but there was no collision in that case. But yes, there was. There was quite that. That was more of no an embarrassing, injury. like blunder. This was more of just like a. Embarrassing slide. No, I think it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. He he made his. He reacted a little too slow. It's like you said. Like you start to make the left turn, and then you kind of stop yourself, and then you do make the left turn. But then by the time because you took that time to stop yourself, you ran out of time to to make the left turn the reaction time was a little bit slow so it yeah. kind of it just yeah it ended unfortunately for O'Neill Cruz which is upsetting because obviously he's a huge asset to that Pirates team so that's a big, oh yeah it's gonna be a big boss for them this season unfortunately but you never you never want to see anyone get yeah. injured no matter what's never. ever wishing him the best and the speedy recovery and hopefully he he can be back a little quicker than that four months that's really tough
1: yeah All the best of wishes to them and just to the Pirates in general, because they always need it. They always need a little help. Although they did win that game. They did win. There you go. Well, we saw earlier, I had
0: Charlotte watch the video of the Mets two perfect, one butt and one hit, two perfect third baseline rolls, basically. So Uh she
1: reacted that you heard that at the beginning of the episode. Charlotte, how are the Yankees doing? The Yankees are doing really well. They're only four games behind the Rays who are having a historic start to their season. So I'm not too – you know, I think I may have been wrong about Garrett Cole. He's starting on tonight, Tuesday night, um, just for Val's birthday. Perfect. Uh, (laughs) So I think I – you know – if you remember back when we were talking about the pitch clock, I don't know if I kept it to myself or if I said it on the podcast, but I was thinking these guys are going to have some – I think I said this on the podcast. The guys are going to have some adjustment periods, but at least it's happening in spring training. We're, we are beginning this trial, and we're going to kick it off in the regular season, but at least we're going to know what it's like. For Garrett Cole, when we lost the sticky stuff in the middle of the season, He his game completely changed. He didn't know what the hell he was doing. And I was thinking, damn, how is he going to react to this change now? And he has been doing so well, breaking Yankee records on opening day. And he has been fantastic. So I stand corrected. And I do think now, thinking back, if we gave him ample time and we removed the sticky stuff in the preseason at spring training, maybe maybe he would have had a different season. But I'm. Really I, mean, of I have a soft spot for Garrett Cole because, like I said, you do, you do love the him. original,
0: all the original Buckos. I mean, okay, wait, but but we we. I talk about how every like top player that you see in the league, like probably started off as a pirate, jokingly <laughs> of course and affectionately, <laughs> but. How freaking cool is it seeing Andrew McCutcheon back in the black and gold? I mean, I don't think I've seen this city this <laughs> excited about baseball since the last time Andrew McCutcheon was in black and gold. That's awesome. PNC Park sold out for his homecoming. That's crazy. Wow. That doesn't wow. happen for the Pirates. Like, it, it's so special. I know I'm kind of, you know, like I'm more, I root for the Mets. I follow the Mets a lot more these days just because I have to watch all the games because Austin always has them on. But, um,. <laughs> it's definitely super cool to see that that magic back in Pittsburgh yeah. in that ballpark for sure
1: yeah awesome amazing I'm excited I'm excited I'm excited for the season I have two Yankee games on my slate already so love it love to hear very it excited yeah it's gonna be fun and
0: you mentioned the Rays and I just think I wanted to know yesterday I was wondering because because they hit their 10th win without a loss so they're undefeated with 10 wins crazy and I'm just curious I was kind of curious what's the longest undefeated start in MLB history and according to CBS Sports Charlotte the longest undefeated start in MLB history belongs to the 1987 Brewers and the 1982 Braves with 13 games won without losing
1: so they could they could they could break yeah. that record. I, what's their strength of schedule? They're already beating the Red Sox on this Tuesday night of recording. However, they're playing the Red Sox. All and the time, Red Sox. The all whatever. time longest winning streak is 26 straight games.
0: So yeah. the longest undefeated st- start is the Brewers and the Braves with 13 games okay. won to start a season before they lost. And then the longest winning streak in baseball in MLB history were the 1916 New York Giants with 26 Ooh. straight wins. Wow. So, so so they're the the Rays right now are 3 games away from tying history with 13 with 13 wins if they can keep winning. And Sixteen games away from tying the winning streak, but I mean that could happen at any point during the season. Those twenty-six games, so that's nothing, every nothing every no team baseball. has that capability in their pocket to break that record. It's tough to do, but any team nothing could do it baseball. technically. The Rays are yeah. the only ones that could break the longest starting oh, open, winning streak. Earth's
1: opening, yep, yeah, very cool, very Which cool. Is super cool. And who knew?
0: I mean. Yeah. I oh, don't no. ah, these Rays. I don't know.
1: I I hate the Rays, but I know you <laughs> do. Funny.
0: But I just think I, I'm just so fascinated by that franchise, and because well, they, as I'm... a Pirates fan, they just remind me of that because they're they're one of those smaller teams that like wasn't spending a whole lot of money, and then and then you see them prove like, can you do this? Can you get to the World Series without without spending yeah. without spending? You know literally every penny on your
1: team but i wonder that brewers and that braves team they did beat out the yankees what was it three years ago but i wonder if that brewers and that braves team who had the they had that amazing 13 win streak start to their season how did they perform in the rest of the season let's see charlotte that's a great question That's the CBS Sports in May. Okay, so 1987
0: (laughs) Brewers, nineteen eighty seven Brewers. Okay. Record.
1: And did they go to the playoffs?
0: Da 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 da. They. mm, Interesting. Interesting. The nineteen eighty seven Milwaukee Brewers had the team finish in third place in the AL East. Okay, And their record was 91 and 71. Wow. They the started yes. the season, like we said, with 13 wins and then lost 12 games in a row. Yuck. In May. You're talking about the April Mets. What about the April Brewers, Charlotte? I mean, that the is April brutal. Brewers. That's what brutal. Was that, that is brutal. It is. For real. And then the Braves. What about them? And then they ended up having that season. They also had Juan Yavis Ooh. get the first no hitter in Brewers history on April 15th, Jackie Robinson Day. Hang on a second. Hold on a damn minute. Wow. That's okay, actually wait. like a very fascinating season. That's a roller coaster of a season for Brewers fans. <laughs> that's like ro- so in 1987. Bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's what what we they just kept winning and won the World yeah. Series, right? <laughs> Let's see. Maybe two – braves season this is from a trustworthy source which is wikipedia uh, of course. <laughs> the most trustworthy kids you hear that cite your sources wikipedia <laughs> um they went 89 and 73 and won the nl west division for the first time since 1969 but then were swept in three games by the st louis cardinals and the nlcs
1: Okay, so they went pretty far. I mean, after this season, after last season, seeing the American League playing field, I think that the Rays could go far, but I'm really liking this Brewers stat. So I'm just going to continue to compare the Brewers hot (laughs) start to the Rays hot start. So it makes me, as a Yankee
0: fan, think they're going to hit 13 and tie the record and then lose the next 12. I honestly think that's like hard to do. Like to to win that right. many and then to actively like lose that many,
1: that's got to be tough. Well, if we see a no hitter on Jackie Robinson Day, the prophecy might be fulfilled. I don't, don't know, know what. The I most don't know. We gotta first be watching. We'll open up. Everyone, take a look. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm kind
0: of rooting for the Rays to break the record. I know you hate the Rays, but isn't it cool?
1: They can break the record. That's fine. But it's we remember. Only who broke the record when the beginning of the season rolls around and someone maybe is breaking the record, you pop up, oh, the Brewers did it. They had 13, they went 13 and 0. But you do remember who wins the World Series. True, which the
0: Rays haven't, they're fascinating to me. They're a fascinating team. So I really, I really do hope that they can at least hit that 14th win and just stamp it in the history books just because I love it I love (laughs) I I just think it's cool I think it's cool like being a part of history I don't know it just looks like nerdy but I think it's cool to like watch it unfold you know
1: well speaking of history everybody have fun celebrating Jackie Robinson Day this weekend uh I will certainly be tuning in to plenty of baseball that day it's such a it's such an amazing day to be a baseball fan and a sports fan on that day the unity like you said Maddie is incredible so we will be watching and Maddie we have a very exciting week coming up next week stay tuned
0: I'm going to go watch some baseball, actually. Actually, I'm, I'm kidding. I just said it because this episode's called Nothing But Baseball, but I actively am going to watch hockey right now as soon as we hang up this call. So
1: Yes, go, you go. Guys, you need by go. the
0: time you guys listen to this on Thursday, hopefully the Penguins will have clinched a playoff spot. But I'm so, 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 so nervous because they have to win out to make it happen. And so on that note, I hope you enjoyed this very baseball-centric episode, and we will see you next week.